Ah, sweet, sweet weekend water. Oh, boy. <laughs> it, is, it is a joy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Stay of Homekins, mm. a quarantine podcast. Quarantine podcast. Married couple. Married couple. <laughs> I'm Paul F. Tompkins. I'm Janie Haddad Tompkins. We're married to each other legally. Yes, we are. Last I checked. How often do you check? <laughs> Every two weeks or so. <laughs> wow. That's very frequent. <laughs> you know, just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. Are you worried that it's going to be a thing where some something wasn't signed and it turns out we're not actually married? No, because I remember the whole signing situation. Right? <laughs> Do you know what I just hung up in my office? What? Is our marriage license. Is that a thing to hang up? That's funny. It's such a weird, <laughs> it's such a weird thing to have. <laughs> and I came across it and I was like, I'm going to slap that in a frame and hang and it up. And they like asked for it. Like, I remember because I added Tompkins to my name. Mm-hmm. So I had to go through the whole rigmarole. I know it's not modern. That was a huge ordeal. I know it's ordeal. not modern. Yeah. I was I surprised. I was surprised when you wanted to add my name to yours. And I didn't change my Like, I didn't lose Haddad. Right. Like, I kept the whole thing. But it was like a legal name change to add my name at the end. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes. Which is such a... You don't think about all the things that that affects. I just... I don't... Like, for me, it was like, I like a lot of names. (laughs) (laughs) Is that really all it was to you? It was just an opportunity to add another name? (laughs) What a weird thing you put me through. First, I I was surprised. I never asked you to do it. He never. I was surprised when you did it. He what? He never asked me to do it. Then I started to feel like kind of... Uh, touched by it, <laughs> and no. now it turns out it's just for your collection. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There were many reasons. It was not a simple, well, this is the reason. It was just like I had a lot of, I have my own certain feelings about it. Mm-hmm. And I also like a lot of <laughs> Like a lot of names. And I did not want to lose my maiden name mm-hmm. like i know like some people who get married and they don't like their uh given name yes 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 yes. they're like oh i can't wait to get rid of you yeah. know whatever I people too you yeah. know whatever they're whatever <laughs> you know whatever scrap chat <laughs> like smashed <laughs> penny or whatever smash what <laughs> no one would ever change that name is like, it hyphenated uh, Smash Penny? Wait, Paul has a whole thing on the Smash Penny. It's a comedy bit <laughs> he did from a long time ago. Oh, wait, had somebody's like Remember the idea the of that is somebody's last name. Because Penny's a name. My name's Teresa <laughs> Smash Penny. <laughs> is it hyphenated? Mr. Smash Penny. No, it's all one word. Oh, it's Smash Penny. <laughs> Smash Penny. Mr. Smash Penny, like Money Penny, like like uh, <laughs> like Money Penny from from Bond. That's right. Mm. Mm. Or Eric Money so Penny. Good. The only the only Money Penny I've ever met in real life. Oh, really? Yeah. Isn't that wild? Wait, who is that? Again? Eric Money Penny. He's a he's an improviser. He's a very oh, okay. funny UCB guy. Right. Yeah. Yes, of course. 
I don't, I've never met. That's, it's okay. Yeah, I'm not. It wasn't like a gotcha. I had like a moment where I was like, I'm supposed to know who this person oh, is. Oh, what a feeling that is! That's such a bad feeling. I've been there. You don't know how many times I have lived in that moment. I guess I don't. M- like myriad. I've been hiding this from like me. all the time. Like all the time. <laughs> this is escalated. <laughs> You're never in that moment. You know That's, everything. That is not true. No, you know everybody, everything, every reference. It comes to you. You like you can pull it. You could pull it. You pull it. Once that was true, honey. Once that it's was true. true. No, I'm I'm a shadow of my former self. <laughs> oh my god! This is... is the lion in winter. <laughs> what already? No. <laughs> what yeah, he was about? he was fifty. Lion in winter. The king turned fifty. What? What? I'm I'm older than him. Older than King yeah, Henry the Second. That was like that was like old then. That was like older. Like you know how like money true. like money is different. Like even you know what is funny is I was like I remembering <laughs> this job I had in New York and okay. I remember my salary. I hope you okay. Yes. Okay. Now I see. And it was like in 2000 mm-hmm. that I was offered this particular salary, and I was yeah. like, I wonder how much that salary is in today's money. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I went and typed it in, and it was, like, a lot more, but it mm-hmm. wasn't, like, a lot. It was just that that was – and I remember, like, when I was interviewing for the job, mm-hmm. they were like, this is the pay. Mm-hmm. And, like, they kind of gave me the hard sell, and I didn't know anything about – for me, this was, just like, a day job, so I could, like, audition yeah. after work or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know, like – People were like, oh, no, I want this amount. And I was like, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> and then I took it, that pay. Yeah. But I should have, like, taken the clue in the moment of, like, they're expecting me to sh- come back with a different right. number. Right, right, right. But, like, that would have had to have meant that, like, I cared about anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, as if this job was important to you. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, it was important in the sense that it was going to help me pay my rent. Yeah, but it was not like, this is going to be my career. Yeah. You, oh, admin assistant? Yeah. <laughs> not going to be. I mean, nothing wrong with admin assistant. We need them. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I had just... They have to assist the admin being administered. But I had just gotten... Oh my Excuse God. me, a hiccup. What? Someone's weekend water got underway early, and I it wasn't an mine. old-fashioned he-cough. <laughs> we started late tonight. It's true. I was doing a uh, benefit Zoom show earlier in the evening, and uh, then I had to eat my dinner... I eat dinner. I eat, I eat dinner every night. <laughs> I eat dinner while That's he, one of my quirks. He was doing the Zoom show. I eat dinner while I was, and I was watching TV. <laughs> yeah, because we're a modern couple. <laughs> Wait, so is your Zoom show available, or is it what? Do you know what I don't know if it's been archived or not? If it is, mm-hmm. I will put it up on the Instagram. Okay, on the, on the Stay of Homekins Instagram. And was it um, what was it to benefit? The NAACP Legal Fund. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, so yeah. it was like people paid to tune in and that exactly, was... Exactly, yeah. Okay. We're, we're in an era of uh, pay-per-view entertainment. Yes. And we're able to raise money that way, which is... That's cool. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Well, um... That's one of the upsides of 
all everything that's going on right now. Well, thank you, Paul, for joining Stay of Homekins tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what if you'd started without me and I just came in when I was free? Like you, that time you'd I loved that. Like that time, you'd love that. <laughs> like the time I answered the door That's and right. you were still talking and yeah. I came back and yeah, yeah. and it was like you oh, said the heaven. same thing. <laughs> <laughs> We've been getting such nice mail. I have to say, um, so many people on our feedback, like in terms of our mail and our socials, they're like, Oh my gosh, like uh please don't stop. Doing the podcast or whatever. I am a royal Nigerian <laughs> person. No, they're like, please don't stop. And it made me feel like we had said we were already done <laughs> or something. Well, but, yeah. I think we've intimated because we say it's a quarantine podcast. I think they're saying keep yes. it going. Okay, but here's the funny thing. Here it comes. This, there's still a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. So get, we're not going out. I think I even. And people keep going out. Without masks to uh, make it continue. And guess what? I'm not going to do it. Here's the thing. Some, someone was like, oh, I think they were like, please don't stop it or whatever. And I, um, when the quarantine is over or whatever. And I was like, well, considering we're not going to any concerts or parties on Friday night, <laughs> I think we're going to be still doing it until yeah. we're, you know. I was like, I'm not really planning any, I don't know what. <laughs> What are you? Uh, unless you're planning to. No, I guess it seemed when we started it, it seemed like a finite amount of time. <laughs> yeah, like maybe we're like eight. Yeah, and now it doesn't anymore. Eight episodes. Now it feels like it's a prison sentence. I'm Do you just know kidding. what though? I feel like we we got a Zoom yeah, with somebody. That's what Ellen said. That's what Ellen DeGeneres said. Quarantine felt oh, like a prison sentence. That's right. And people were like, "You don't. You're a rich lady." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was not, that was not Ellen's best material. Uh, by the way, I wasn't saying quarantine felt like a prison sentence. I was saying the podcast. Yes, exactly. Okay. All podcasts feel like prison sentences. That's the ugly truth about podcasts. Um, so you want to zoom? You want to zoom someone? You on the, zoom with somebody with some well, friends like on the on the episode? No, in life, in our lives. Oh, in life. Yeah, I feel like we haven't seen anybody. I don't know. I miss. I was supposed to see Catherine, and then we rescheduled to tomorrow. It's well, true. Like we were gonna sit across the her backyard together how many olives do you have in your mouth let's right just half an olive you got it you got it in there like a halls i know it looked like i was like a chipmunk <laughs> like i was storing like acorns i got a bad cough i've been taking these uh blue cheese olives they are blue cheese olives y'all paul got me these blue i cheese. got you the blue cheese olives i'm trying not to chew them on the microphone that's very considerate so i feel like do you want me to fill the time? <laughs> Can you vamp? <laughs> I, miss, I did it. I miss seeing our friends. I really do miss seeing our friends. I know. And, I... It's, and it's like I I feel like I've been pretty stoic about it for a while mm-hmm. in, in that way. Mm-hmm. And then it's just now I'm I'm at that point where it's like I really miss seeing the people that we see. I mean, I talked to my friend Samantha today. I was like, we talked on the phone. It must have been like an hour or so. Yeah. And we used to see each other at least once a week. Yeah. I mean, that was like, I mean, for however many decades of our friendship, like that, it's yeah. so met, like we've been friends for like 20 years or something crazy. And it, it just like dawned on me like, oh my God, like 
I miss seeing you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we had to talk on the phone. But it's nice to have a regular thing like that. I, I always admired that about you and your friendships that you keep them up in that way. Really? Yeah. You think I do? Because I feel like Absolutely. sometimes I, I do I, not. There, you have you That's have people so nice. in your life that you make. You have you have regular time for them. You have regular time for each other, mm-hmm. and you make it happen. And I think that's, I, I think that's a really good thing. And I feel like it. it redu- I love stuff like that because it reduces the feeling of chaos in your life. Mm-hmm. And we live very sort of chaotic lives because yes. of what we do. Yes. And I think probably other people who are sort of freelance operators have that same thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Or maybe if you have a job that has weird hours and you feel like you're not you're not on the same schedule as everybody else, and I don't know, I think that's such a healthy and good thing. Wow, it's good for Thank your soul you. to do it. Well, you're welcome. I guess I'm just jealous. I don't know. Well, I mean, I've not been able to enact that in my life. But you have that kind of regular standing thing with your own projects. Like you're so like yeah, I know. You're kind of like I don't want to say workaholic. That's not the right word, but like. It's become a way that I that I see my friends is through work things. That's true. And it's that's not bad, but like I don't want you, that to be the only thing. Right. Like if you and Scott, like you're always like you talk during comedy bang bang or threedom or whatever. Yeah. That's like a standing thing kind of. Yeah. 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 But it's not the same. It's, you know. Yeah, I know. It's just not the same. And I feel like that's a thing that I want to make. I want to I want to make an effort to do. In the po- when we post yeah. pandemic, when it feels a little safer, I mean, but when- we did we did see our friends Mike and Cynthia. We talked about it last week. Oh we yeah, yeah. In we a socially s- distanced way, we which sat was across the uh, yard or yeah. whatever. But it like, was really nice. <laughs> well, I have to say, like when I do see people, and I ran into Felicia at the grocery store. We were in the in the produce section in mm-hmm. masks, and we stood. Uh, we had a, a bin of apples between us. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, it was weird because, like... That's a CDC recommendation, right? <laughs> if you can't keep six feet, pick some pro- produce. Get a bin of any standard produce it bin. It was apples. They were... <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, um, uh, the thing that um, is bothering me about pandemic life besides just the crushing uncertainty and the fear of... Is it the pandemic life tattoos we got? <laughs> Why did we do that? And they're both misspelled, but different ways. L-Y-F for me. <laughs> L-Y-F. Mine says pandemic. <laughs> I think it says pandemic. At least it doesn't say pandemic. <laughs> you know what, honey? Silver lining. No, is that um, because of the way our lives are because um and we're actors or whatever and we're like on call all the time you know before the industry shut down um especially me because i never work (laughs) i never get hired that's not true i never get hired and then when i do get hired my stuff gets cut out of things but that's that's another story that's not always true either that's another story for another time (laughs) but because like i have been trained to be so fluid in my day to day where I don't like it's an annoying thing when you're an actor because you do have to be on call all the time and be like ready to be like, yeah, I'll memorize 10 pages and be there first thing in the morning, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. So you can't really like plan whatever. 
But because of that, I had a lot of spontaneity in my life. Like when I would run into people, you know, like if I ran into someone, you know, you could easily be like, oh, my gosh, you want to finish and have a coffee in the coffee shop or whatever. And I sort of like became accustomed to living that way, like with like and only feeling comfortable that way, like Mm -hmm. kind of like having so much spontaneity and and um. And, and then, um, now it's like, okay, if I plan to see you, let's arrange it, you know, around this time, blah, 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 or whatever. And it, it feels like a totally different gear shift. Yeah. I'm, it's such a mild thing to complain about and I'm not, I hope I'm not sounding like I'm complaining as much as it's just been more of like an adjustment. I I think, you know, I think everyone can relate to that. I mean, it's it's, small adjustments. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a pleasure in running into someone that you know, and then making a plan on the spot, you know? Well, and it, well, it just feels like we, we've lost, I mean, I hate to say it because it's become political, but like we've Mm -hmm. lost freedom in our, in our day, daily interactions Mm -hmm. because, and also like, like I still can't see my mom who's in a high risk group. I can't, yeah. you know, whatever. And, and, uh, we've lost some of those freedoms, which maybe is not the right word, but flexibility. <laughs> Cause freedom is like the whole thing about like, I'm going to wear a mask. Or not <laughs> how, okay. I have a question for real because I don't understand how the mask thing became political it's and why so, it's so because people just want it to be over. People just want it to be over, so of they're course. deciding that it's over. It's look, this is like a a, a real psychological test for <laughs> all of us, it for is. the entire earth. It's crazy. Well, what's annoying to me about the mask thing is like the thing, like the newest information mm-hmm. it, that's coming out is literally like, hey, like two months ago, if everyone wore a fucking mask, yeah. it'd be like half gone or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, y'all, y'all, do, <laughs> can like do over. We need yeah. to do over. Yeah. We need to do over because this, like, it's like now it's like out. In yeah. the wild or whatever, yes. and people are in denial, which I want to be so bad in denial about it. There's this dumbass ex-baseball <laughs> player. I don't even want to say his name, but he he's like one of these dudes that sits in his car and makes videos. <laughs> yeah, I wish I were. Like, I, it's my favorite genre of I wish, dude. You know, <laughs> you know who started that? Who? Chewbacca mom. Ah! <laughs> you remember Chewbacca mom? <laughs> And you know what? She's someone we all could look toward because she got joy out of wearing a mask. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If this is what she spawned, Chewbacca mom, and I hate to say this, <laughs> you're canceled. No, she got joy out of wearing a mask. She yes, should come I back understand. on the scene. No, no, no. First of all, she did not start that. She made it popular. She No. <laughs> These dudes have been doing this. Chewbacca mom is the anomaly. Do you think she's okay? God, I hope so. <laughs> has anyone got- I feel like there was an effort to cancel her for something. Why? I, forget, I forget why. I forget why. She should not be canceled. She had joy. <laughs> she was like literally. Look, I know, I know, I know. All right, so the guy was in his She was the Chick-fil-A sandwich of uh, Chewbacca moms. <laughs> was- Whatever. So this, 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 he's a complete tool and he sits in his car What's his car? Well, you can't tell. It's just the inside of the car. It's a mu- I bet it's like a muscle car. I'm sure it's some SUV, no doubt. You know, but he's saying 
you know, he doesn't wear a mask because he's not a sheep. <laughs> Wait, do sheep wear masks? What is that all about? I think it should. He's be- not just blindly being obeying this rule. But why <laughs> did so he say I don't wear a mask because I'm not like a surgeon or a welder or something like instead of like a sheep? Sheep. Well, because those Fine. people have legitimate reasons to wear masks. He doesn't wear a mask because he's not a mindless drone who just does what he's told. Oh yeah, well I have news for him. A lot of people make those car videos. So that's that's exactly right. Yeah. So if you're such a nonconformist, what's your but game, dude? Here's the best part. What's your deal? Here's the best part. He's wearing a seatbelt while he talks about this. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's talking about what a sheep. He's what a sheep. Exactly. He's talking about a thing that is. Absolutely just a common sense advisory that, you know, sometimes it's like the, the, the state tells you this rule is in place, you know, and it's a common sense thing. There's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing political about it at all. You know what? At man? all. But hold you- on a second. Hold on a second. Okay. So somebody wrote to him and said, hey, you, <laughs> I think numerous people pointed yeah. out to him, <laughs> yeah. hey, you're wearing a seatbelt. And his response was, yeah, I break the rules, but not the law. Mm, Okay. So if mask was a law, he'd wear a mask. Uh, It stands to reason he would, and he wouldn't be a sheep then. He would just be a law-abiding citizen. Here's what bugs me about the mask thing, and I know I just said it in a different way five minutes ago, is that if we all (laughs) did it, we might not have to wear a damn mask. Well, that's that's the... (laughs) Like, if we all just, like, decided, yes, you know what? if everyone just did it for a short amount of time. Like, if we, like, oh, we stayed at home, and people stayed at home, and now we're distancing, and people are distancing. But the one thing that the most scientific evidence is saying, like, it could, like, sh- like tamp it down or whatever. It's just, like, so annoying. It's maddening. Also, by the way, I know this is going to be controversial, when I exercise alone outdoors, I'm someone who only employs my mask if someone is in my eyesight. Yes. Which I, is, by the way, allowed. It's allowed. It's allowed. It's allowed. I know the science. I follow the science. Yes. But you're saying, you know, you're. I know you're like a mask wearer even if 20 feet around you is completely well to me back before when it looked like we were flattening the curve and like everything was improving Mm -hmm. i would do i would do like a mask on mask off thing if i saw people i put the mask back on Mm. but now i just wear it all the time i just wear it the whole time well i i let my michael osterholm (laughs) who is an epidemiologist from the university of minnesota one fucking guy i'll punch (laughs) his fucking lights out how do you know this guy? I know him because I I follow the 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 religion of of epidemiologists. <laughs> okay. Like I go to church every week and my church <laughs> is coronavirus podcast. Sure. Okay? Mhm. I look up the science. I read about it. Do you think I, we're in that genre? <laughs> no, we are not. <laughs> we offer nothing. Do you think this episode will get us in there? No. We had a lively discussion about it. No, <laughs> I don't. <Okay. laughs> All right. 
I'm going to write a letter. But being out outdoors and distance is like relatively safe. Yes. That is like, and he even said on the, on one of the recent things, he's like, people are upset when people are at the beach and they're not wearing masks. And the irony is that's probably one of the safest outdoor activities right. that you can do without a mask. Well, and it's also why the the protests are not responsible for any spikes in COVID because people are outside well, and they're wearing masks. Well, a lot of them were wearing masks. Most of them are wearing masks, yeah. if not all. I mean, like every time you see those protests, people are wearing people are wearing masks and you know Well, except for Antifa. <laughs> oh, is this the one time they don't wear masks? I don't know who Antifa <laughs> is. Oh, well, what Look, I don't want to. I don't want to get into it. Of course, I'm a member. I got my membership card. I have my uniform. <laughs> I don't want to out the guy who's the head of Antifa. I shouldn't even have said it was a guy. What if you had an aunt named Ifa? There absolutely is someone who has that. My uh, my aunt Tifa. There's got to be a Tifa who's somebody's aunt. Oh, Aunt Tifa, aunt. But then you could do the Aunt Tifa. You could do the Aunt Tifa. Right. But if you have an Aunt Ifa. You might just be like Aunt Aoife, Antifa. But Wait, if you're Antifa. saying Antifa, you're not. If your aunt's <laughs> name is, if your aunt's name is Tifa. Oh, Aunt. Aunt Tifa. Aunt Tifa. I don't Auntifa. say. I don't say Aunt. I say Aunt. I That's grew, wild because you grew up in the South. No, it's because I grew up in the South. I say Aunt. That's hillbilly speak, honey. Is Aunt? Yes. I've heard Aunt like Aunt B. <laughs> <laughs> ain't B. <laughs> I'm just saying. Ain't Phyllis? <laughs> my aunt. You got your Ain't Phyllis? I do have my Aunt Phyllis. Mm-hmm. Okay, speaking of protests. <sighs> Please stop protesting our podcast. No, I'm having a problem with these people who get upset about the Confederate statues because, first of all, First of all, you have to very quickly say which side you're on here, <laughs> because that was a very that was a very open ended thing that you just said. I don't you give got, a fuck about yeah, Confederate statues, and I think they in. should come down because okay, there we go. They're hurtful. They're hurtful. Yes, good. Okay, y'all. Okay, y'all. This is I'm someone who actually likes that Mitch Landrew guy. Now I'm going to get a bunch of messages like, "Oh, you don't know how he was <laughs> in New Orleans. He messed up the city council, or you know, named it whatever <laughs> or whatever." And I'm like, I don't care because I like the guy and I read his damn book. And he he's a Jesuit and he's a nice <laughs> seeming man. And he took down the statues in the middle of the night. And I and you know what I say. Good, the, good for him mm-hmm. because of how he did it. Right. Because he was like, fuck y'all. Did he do it like without telling anybody? Yeah, like took it down yeah. in the middle of the night. Well, he, he, it wasn't him alone. Like he worked yeah, of with course. other... Yeah, everyone has to fucking vote on it and all that nonsense. Well, it, I don't know if there was voting as much as he worked with other like activists and yeah. like city officials and they and they were like, this is how we're going to do. Right, right, This right. is going to happen, blah, blah, blah. My whole point is this, because right now in Charleston, where I grew up, there's this statue on Calhoun Street of this guy, uh, John C. Calhoun, and apparently he was a vice president or something, and he was a total racist. He was horrible. I did a report on him. Oh, you did? (laughs) Jesus. In history class. See, I don't even know anything about him, and I grew up going, and you know what? Oh, he's not a good dude. I went to high school on Calhoun Street. Yeah. And I knew nothing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't even know whatever. 
And the whole thing is they want they want to take it down and they kind of can because of a couple reasons. One is not he's not even a Confederate person. He died mm-hmm. Before the Civil War. Right. So it's not protected under the Heritage Act Ugh. or whatever, the blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Number two, people don't want it up. Mm-hmm. And there's like been thousands of signatures on this on this petition. Yeah. And then number three, um, it's on private property. And the people who own the property are like, yeah, we don't care. You can take it down. So the mayor is like, okay, we're going to take it down. Right. And then there's like five or 10, you know, crazy white supremacy people that are like, where does it end? And we have to go. <laughs> we have to go. You know, and my concern is that some thread on Twitter, well, uh, you know, like well, th- there's a statue of George Washington in Washington uh, Park in Charleston. Are we mm-hmm. going to take that down next? And, and, you know, where does it end? And it's like, um, okay, first of all, there. I grew up in Charleston. There's no way that these people – hang out at that statue like that they go <laughs> right. like i barely right. noticed its existence yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah but, so, but they're going there to protest it on yes the weekend or whatever and i'm like oh, okay so that's gonna be their first time at that statue yeah to save it number yeah, yeah, one yeah. but number two this is what kills me is there no other <laughs> <laughs> like have have they never seen other sculptures or statues in their lives? <laughs> because like I've been to like a sculpture museum before, right? Where I've seen like amazing, majestic, dramatic works of art mm-hmm. carved into three dimensions. Mm-hmm. You could have anything you want. There's a, there. It's very true. Anything there's a you there's want. a rich variety of shapes that are in the like world. Incredible and like moving Mm -hmm. and and dramatic and have like some positive message Mm -hmm. that kind of like brings the city alive or and and on top of that it can be like a fun new thing like oh my gosh we have this brand new shrimp sculpture or whatever you know and we're a city that eats a lot of shrimp and then people come and love it and they take pictures of it now i'm just saying that because that's a neutral item but what i'm saying is it could be anyone Mm -hmm. or anything or any piece of art or creativity or or something representational even and like you know and it just i hate these people because I just hate them. Yeah. The the thing about statues is there are there's something that's extremely for something that's supposed to be a monument to someone or something. They're extremely ephemeral because you walk by them and you see if you see the statue of John Calhoun, mm-hmm. it just says like John Calhoun. Maybe there's like a few details about his life on a plaque whatever. Right. It doesn't give you you don't really get a sense of what his role was in history, why, why, why he warrants a statue here, right? You know, well, and I and so I feel like the statues are things that can periodically be taken down and replaced yes. for for as long as we need to remember the thing. So, like, what they could do instead is they could put up a statue honoring the nine people that were shot in that church. Oh, you mean a block away from it? Yeah. By the way? Yeah, yeah. On Calhoun Street? So that's, like, something that would be... 
that would be informative and moving and actually respectful. serve some sort of pur- respectful and serve some sort of purpose rather than this statue of fucking John C. Calhoun. But people are acting like they're digging up someone's grave. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Honey, that's exactly right. Like they're like, oh my God, you're exhuming. <laughs> you're exhuming the grave. I mean, like his, uh, by the way. They're his, acting like they're going to like puppet his skeleton around town. Not only that, like basically the um, the relatives of this man who still live in Charleston were like, yeah, it's time for it to come down. <laughs> like there's someone who like wrote a thing or whatever. Right. And, they're, and then people are like, where does it end? <laughs> God, if they took, oh my God, if they took that Washington statue, if they took the Washington statue Yeah, fucking down. take that down like, too. Also, by the way. Who cares? Who cares? There's a million statues of that guy. He also had slaves. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Also, didn't his wife sew the flag? Why not the lady? No. Oh, she didn't do it? It was Betsy Ross, honey. Whatever. He wasn't married to Betsy Ross. Who who was she married to? Martha Washington. Who was she married to Ben Franklin? No. What? What is this fan fiction you're doing with the founding fathers? (laughs) I don't know who these people are, and I don't give two shits. Because I'll tell you something. This country is sick. It is sick. That's true. It is sick and it needs healed. And if they were alive today, they'd be like, yeah, take my thing down. Honey, guess what? <laughs> you sound cuckoo. Does All anyone right, hear the cuckoo clock? When I-, I can hear it in my earbuds. Oh, you can hear it? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like I make reference to it every time it happens. <laughs> no one can hear it except me. I was grumpy last week. I'm not grumpy this week. I would like to apologize. Honey, you have nothing to apologize for. That's goddamn right. You're right. <laughs> oh, what a fade switch. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so tell me more things about your life. Well, you know, in Philadelphia, where I'm from. Oh, my God. Statue City. There's. <gasps> Isn't it it's a lot of statues? A lot of statues. That's what they call it. Statue City. <laughs> Um, there's a bunch of vigilantes who are protecting the Which <laughs> statue one? of Christopher Columbus. Oh, right. Cause he's like, he was like a colonial. He was like, see, I don't Here's what's funny. I get, we had this Columbus day thing. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't care. You right. know, like when it comes around. No. no. And then I don't care. Yes. So it's, it's a. Columbus Day, everything surrounding Columbus is deeply embarrassing, and we should sort of forget it and act like <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> it's it's bad, and these so these dudes. Why do we even have a celebration of him? Is it like a holdover from like the British Empire? Like, he did no. He discovered this this wonderful land that we now call home. Okay, whatever. Which is also not really true. It's it's how is that a big accomplishment anyway? Like he just sailed around and he was like, oh, there's well, some- also the thing that we were taught in history when I was growing up is that he thought he was going to India. That's why the Indians are called Indians. Oh, so he wasn't even good at it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He didn't know how exactly. to read the freaking map. Yeah, he was like, there's, okay. There's much evidence that he was a shitty dude, but the fact that he has a a tie to. Uh, Italian heritage. Is he Italian? I thought he was Spanish. No, he he was sailing for Spain for Queen Isabella to the New World. Okay. Um, but he himself was not Spanish. He may have been Portuguese. Like it's all it's all fucking murky and messy and stupid. Right. But it's cemented in a lot of people's minds that he was Italian. He's a great Italian hero. He discovered America. 
we should honor him. And in Philly, where there's a lot of stuff named after Columbus, there's a huge Italian-American community there. I'm half Italian. And you're from Philly. And I'm from Philly. You're part of of it. No. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm saying he's great. Uh, Yes, I'm part of the problem. Um, but there, so these these guys protecting the statue like, in how? the wake of the protests. They're, like they're there all the time. They're standing around with fucking bats. Oh god! And guess what? It's mortifying. You know what? They're doing bad. They're doing worse for Italians than Columbus did. Like it's it's like. No one will. I say this as as an Italian. It's trashy. No it's one. Trashy. No one does more. To to make Italians look bad than Italians. It's trashy. Yeah. It is so trash. They love The Godfather for the wrong reasons. I do like The Godfather. <laughs> yeah, I, it's a great movie. Well, Godfather too. It's like a great it. movie, but it's like it's adjacent to the people that think Scarface is great, and they think Scarface the character is. Oh, great. like they're into the wrong people. They like it for the wrong reasons. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like they're not. They don't. They're not like. Oh wow, crime is bad. Yeah. They're like crime is badass. It's like if you watch. The Shawshank Redemption, and you were like, yeah, that warden, he's awesome. Mm. <laughs> he's a to, cool dude. I have to take your word for it on that one. How have you never accidentally seen that movie? I've seen accidentally clips of that movie, yeah. and I'm good. It's all right. Doesn't he cross through a sewer pipe or something? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't need to see it. Like, I'm good. You know what I mean? That part actually is, you don't really, it's done in such a way that it's not, Super gross. It reminds it's more me the of, idea the, of, of the uh, the new Les Mis on PBS. The one oh, yeah, Dominic, yeah, yeah. The one with Dominic, when Dominic West plays Jean and Valjean. And that sewer for a long time. He plays time. Jean Valjean. Yeah. Yeah, how did they do that? Ew. What have you not... So what's like a big movie blind spot, a thing you haven't seen that you want to see? That I want to see? Yeah. Uh, that actually sounds good to you. Oh, Oh well, wait. We just we did say we were gonna watch Valley, oh, that, Valley of the Doll. That's true, but we got to talk about Showgirls. Oh my god! Follow up. Wait, that was just last week. That was just last week. Oh my god! It's been a year since we recorded. <laughs> it's been a year. That was just last week. It's been a year since we recorded. It's been. Oh my god, y'all! I watched Showgirls with Paul. for the first time. You'd never seen it before. Um, and then we had to borrow it from Mike and Cynthia. And That's right. Because of their hard uh, wired analog netflix subscription and then and yes the disc had problems (laughs) the disc was messed up it did yes it was scratched up but here's what's really funny which i didn't think about was we paused it at one point Mm -hmm. and this (laughs) you know how now usually in the olden days you would pause a disc (laughs) and it would just be a freeze frame Mm -hmm. now when you pause things everything's streaming when you pause something it's just a freeze frame, mm-hmm. but with like a counter, maybe there'll be like a little uh, rectangle of the frame that you're on, you know, in the bottom. Right. So this was in between those things. There was a little still of the actual frame you were on in the lower third of the screen, but with a weird fancy frame around it. Oh, yeah, you it. took a picture. You're going to have to post it on I'll our post Insta- it on the Instagram. Instagram. I'd never seen anything like this. 
It's so weird that somebody like, went and did that. But it was like, because like in the old times when you had this DVD and it was like the homepage and there was like music and like yes. areas that you could click the on. The same it. It was 30 like seconds of music would repeat over and over again. If you were if you were really unlucky, there would be like dialogue, people saying things <laughs> that you had to hear over and over again. If you were in the, you went to the bathroom, you went to the kitchen or something. So this was, so, yeah. I'd never seen this before. Ever. It was wild. I will post a picture of it. <laughs> it was, I was surprised. Also, we kind of started it late, and mm-hmm. that's like a death sentence for me. Like, I'm like asleep. Death sentence. <laughs> but I will say this much for Showgirls, the movie. It <laughs> held, it captured my attention to, like, I, I saw it in yeah. one sitting. I did not go to sleep. Yeah. I did not fall asleep. I, it is an astonishing movie. <laughs> it's nuts. It, it, it is so beyond surprising in its tone <laughs> and execution. Yeah. And also, like, kind of at times beautiful, like, great mm-hmm. production values. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, like, and some performances are, are actually inspired in it. Mm. It well, I like Gina. I thought Gina Gershon was no, she very was interesting in it. Like, yes, um, she played it perfectly. She played it perfectly. Here, here, I will say. Actually, the only person that comes off kind of like they don't know what they're doing is Elizabeth Berkeley, because I, she was directed. Because well, okay, yes. so we watched. A couple of days later, the, we watched the documentary, You Don't Know Me. Which was great. Fantastic. Highly recommend. Yes. But, okay, so the whole reason I watched Showgirls is because I wanted to see You Don't Know Me. <laughs> right. That was like my whole reason for seeing it. Right. Because it had somehow escaped my my whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then, and so, and I was like, well, maybe I can watch the documentary without seeing Showgirls. And Paul was like, no, you have to see and I was and right, actually, right? You because were right. If you had not seen that movie, I would have been kind of like, "What? Can is, you imagine? It's definitely some, like you. It's a companion piece, like for it's, sure, yeah, for sure." And 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 um, I thought the documentary was awesome because it had sort of this um sweetness to it in a mm-hmm. way, um, where it wasn't like just being mean about a movie because it was, you know, campy or whatever. Yeah. It was like it really did examine the everything absolutely it's very it's very scholarly in the best sense it's not dry you know but it's not just it's not just a snark fest it's really good it's really well done yeah i don't don't think i would have liked it if it was a snark fest yeah i think i would have been like that sucks because like these are real actors these are real you know but um so what we found out in the documentary was basically that like elizabeth berkeley's kind of like energized choices in the movie that are like that's a great way to put it (laughs) were were very much constructed by the director and you and and it kind of bummed me out in a way because like i guess like her career didn't it suffered from i think from being in this i think so yeah because it was a notable it was an it was a huge public bomb 
that she looked bad in. And she's in every scene in the movie. I mean, like, every fucking scene. And 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 she really went for it. I mean, like she's so like yeah. she's like nude in it like all the time, <laughs> and like so physically committed and stuff. And like it kind of bummed me out because you realize, oh, she's the kind of actor that actually would kind of probably be a joy to work with because Mm -hmm. she's like, okay, like I'm just going to trust you. Like, you know, you have your vision and, and I'm going to go, you know, if this is what you want, I'm going to go for it. And Mm -hmm. in a way, like, that's like, that's a real, like amazing creative spirit to have as a, as a performer. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what happened there other than she just took the heat for that, the choices yeah she wasn't a seasoned enough movie actress to be like you know what no I this get, was exactly know. this was like the the publicity surrounding the movie was she's coming from this kid's sitcom which had just she'd just done mm-hmm. you know and now she's gonna be <laughs> fucking a sex pod. nude all over yeah. the place in this raunchy movie and clearly had trained as a dancer you know yeah you know or yeah, she, yeah, yeah. so Anyway, that was the only bummer about it, um, yeah. because a lot of people do survive weird performances. Like, look at guys. I mean, like, look at. I mean, I love Keanu Reeves, and this is like no knock on him, but like, there is a time when people might not have taken him seriously. Oh, there was a time when people absolutely did not take him seriously, and he got he got bad reviews for a lot of things when he tried stuff early on, you know. And he was in that. There was a Kenneth Branagh. Was it Much Ado or something like? Oh yeah, and he was yeah. in that. And he did. He was like he played like he was like in love with here. Yeah, it was like yeah. Much Ado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a lot of jokes about it. And he's just a guy who like he. He's like he's he actually not persevered. Bad at it. And I, I, you, I admire people for trying things always. Yeah. You know? But I. But that said. I probably didn't when I was younger. I probably made fun of stuff like that. But now that I'm older and I see people trying to do something different than what they normally do. I'm like, fucking good for you. Well, like, look at, like, Matthew McConaughey. Like, he was also, like, sort of, you know, people... He's a special (laughs) case. (laughs) But, like, the guy, he's an amazing actor. I mean, like... Yeah, he's terrific. I don't, I don't fault... I didn't find Elizabeth Berkeley's performance. I didn't think it was bad as much as I thought it was eccentric. Well, it's very... It's extremely heightened. It's like, it's, uh, it's... There's a lot about the movie that's very cartoony. Yeah. And she's which they point out in the document. Yeah, they point out some of the funniest like holes in the writing, really, that have nothing <laughs> yeah. really to do with her performance as yeah. much as like some of the writing. Yeah, um, which I enjoyed. I love. I I I I thought I I was okay with them poking fun of the writer. Yeah, even though I found out he wrote Flashdance, which is one of the oh, world's greatest movies ever. This made. guy Joe Esterhaus, who was like very briefly the king of Hollywood, and then that was it. Oh, I'm sure he's a gazillionaire because I bet he like. W- I bet his script fee was like, yeah, it's three million dollars. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about Joe Estrehouse. <laughs> I mean, you know who I love is Kyle MacLachlan. I love him. Every he's time a really I see good. Him. Yeah, he's really good. And he, well, Twin Peaks. God, I mean. he fucking commits in this thing, like. <laughs> He almost has to do, in my personal opinion, more embarrassing things than Elizabeth Berkeley does. He has to treat it all like it's real, like it's serious. But also, he plays a total like tool. Yeah, he's like playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like playing like someone like in real life that you would make fun of. You'd For be like, sure, that guy drives that car. Like, give me like, come, yeah. like you would hate that person. Yeah, you would. like you. <laughs> Wait, can I just point out something funny that they didn't point out in the documentary? Oh, scoop! 
Okay, so in Showgirls, there's like this Fabio kind of guy (laughs) who ends up, he was essentially like this heartthrob, like celebrity of Vegas. Yeah, like like a famous singer or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but he's also like <laughs> a complete criminal felon, like on the loose yes. or whatever. But what, what was crazy is in the documentary when they're like, and then Joe Esterhaus, or da, 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 and they show a picture of Joe Esterhaus, like he, like they clearly cast the Fabio guy because he looked identical. They made him look like that. Like yeah. Joe. So then I'm like, well, did Joe Esterhaus, is that the character that he identifies with or something? <laughs> because why would he make him look like that guy? Well, instead but, of, then, but then there was, there was, there was some no story, good d- g- guys in it. There was some story about, um, Ver, Paul Verhoeven, the director and Joe Esterhaus having a falling out oh, during the production. That was the reason. And it might have been like a revenge thing. I don't know. It could be that we're just reading into it. Who knows? Which is my theory of why um, Betty Draper was made to be fat in that one season. (laughs) That there was like some kind of like resentment toward that actress. Probably because she wouldn't. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, that's my theory. Because why would you treat one of your best characters (laughs) in that way? Where it's like she has this unexplainable, weird story that doesn't look believable, and you have to put prosthetics on. I'm just like, and it was not to hide her real life pregnancy, right? No, it was just like a strange, like you know, detour from her character right. arc. That she's going to be fat now. But also, what they didn't <laughs> make it like they were like, oh, she's going to be fat now. But they were trying to make it seem like her beauty had faded, but mm-hmm. her beauty never faded. Like, her, that actress is a beautiful actress, and so it was like, come on, guy. I mean, like, do a different storyline. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> it, that was, like, the one storyline in Mad Men. I was kind of like, this is so bizarro, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel, like, organic in any way. History will be the judge. Well, I'm sorry I went off on a tangent about that show. <laughs> But I was just saying, like, in terms of how you treat your characters, like, as a writer. Yeah. Like, shouldn't you love them? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know that you have to love them. I think that you have to have some empathy for them, at least. You know? Well, they definitely made that guy look like Joe Esterhaus. And I don't know what that 100%. was all about. 100%. Like, I have no idea. Yeah. But I will say he gave us Flashdance, which is an awesome movie that totally holds up. <laughs> What's a fantastic soundtrack? I'm serious. It is so good. But see, that's that's. It's really good. It's. Can I say as somebody You've who saw Flashdance until I showed it to you? That's like, right. The, uh, like six months ago or yes, something. Yes, exactly. So do you see what I'm saying? I'm saying that, like, I I guess like you don't really see the importance of it, but it was no because I didn't have that attachment to it. I didn't have the attachment of youth to it. That you did, but as a young as as a as a tween, I mean, I was pretty young. I was. You were a tween welder, and you were like, "Where's my story? I need to see myself up there." I liked it because it like it did kind of me. I think it. I swear to God, it felt feminist. I'm sorry, it did. 
I look. I I totally. I I understand that. I By can, the way, I I totally see that in the movie. What are audience? However, that doesn't know. mean that it's good. I was like so obsessed with it to the point where I wanted to do the stage version of it, and Paul was going to play the comedian, oh, I and I was going to play the best friend that ended up stripping at the. Club I remember you talking and, about this. And then, and then she comes and rips me out, and we're standing in the rain, and I'm in a trench coat because I because I can't skate anymore. Right. You know. That's right. And you're my comedian boyfriend, and, <laughs> and I had like this whole thing, y'all. I wanted to do like a stage version of it. I, it just it may still happen. It may. Still happen. <laughs> we won't be in it, but it may still happen. No, I think it'd be funnier if we were in it. <laughs> we were like. I would like to see a, a, a stage version of Flash Dance with. An all middle aged cast. <laughs> I think that why not? Why not? Why not indeed? I and remember I was gonna make Paget play um I was gonna make Paget play the Jennifer, Jennifer Bills. <laughs> I had the whole thing cast. I, I can't remember like You have to dig up that file. With JK I I was like so excited Did about it. Did you actually write this down at some point? I think I may have because I was convinced <laughs> that y'all were really gonna do it with me. Was Justin gonna be like the Michael Nori? Girl? Just, yes, Justin Kirk. That's right. Justin Kirk was going to be Michael Norrie. <laughs> and and Paget was going to be Jennifer Bills. And I was going to be the skater friend. Listen, if you want to see us do this, and then Paul text was one gonna, for yes and two for no. <laughs> Paul was going to do this stand-up comedy guy, but his comedy was actually going to be good instead of bad. Right. In it. We right. were going to rewrite Joe Esterhouse. Yeah. Is Joe Esterhouse still alive? I don't Joe know. Joe Esterhouse, if you're listening. Joe Esterhouse, if you're listening. I'm sorry they cast. Text one for yes. <laughs> that guy that looked like you, that is a terrible. I'm not sorry. He's a creep. Criminal. <laughs> well, but Joe Esterhouse isn't. We don't know him. I, I think I remember that he was not the greatest guy. Really? Also, look at the stuff that he wrote. What I'm telling you, Flashdance is a feminist piece of of garbage. No. <laughs> All right, I can't deal. All right, we gotta wrap it up. I can't deal. So our our joint recommendation this week is you don't know me. You don't me. know me. N O M I. You don't know me. Documentary about Flashdance. If you haven't seen Flashdance, good luck because we had to get a disc of it. You mean Showgirls? Don't Showgirls. Flash sorry, Flashdance. If you haven't seen Flashdance, see it. <laughs> Stay. Okay, yes. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. Yeah, because we're not going to any concerts, parties, or sporting events. Those are the three things we're not doing. <laughs> In the meantime, stay, stay safe, safe, stay, stay sane, sane, and stay, stay home. home.